What's up, everybody? I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark, and we are Bible Dingers. And we have an exciting episode for you today. So exciting. We have a special guest on the show. Special guest this is. Yeah, we have two special guests, a husband and wife. A woman on the show. A woman on the show. I'm excited about that. I don't know why we haven't had a woman on the show all this time, but we saved the best for now. We saved the best for first. We saved the best for first. They are the Fredericks. It's Selena and Ryan Frederick, and they authored Fierce Marriage. What else did they do, Ryan? They did the 31-Day Pursuit. They do uh, devotionals and prayer books for different couples. Um, And the reason why we're having them on is because we finished last season with Song of Solomon, so we're starting this season uh, kind of with some commentary on the book of Song of Solomon, uh, because you could clearly hear in that episode that we know nothing about marriage and love. Clearly. Absolutely. Even though we're married? We know that we are married and we are in love. But we need the Frederick's health and so do you. So if you guys haven't checked out any of their stuff, go on fiercemarriage.com. And you know how we do things with BibleDingers.com or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? But we're going to tell you to go on their page, go on their Twitter, go on their Facebook. Make sure you hit like, make sure you hit subscribe, make sure you hit follow. And while you're there... Hello! Just give me the likes, Just give them the likes. We definitely had to do that for them because they are worthy of your likes and They're subscriptions. And subscriptions? Y- and your praise. No, mm. not their praise. And your loyalty. They're awesome. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Ding on. Mark, are we ready? Okay, we're finally ready. All right. All right. Uh, Woo. Yeah, so we uh, we have our podcast is kind of our primary, um, I say, I'll say outlet for the content mm-hmm. that we create. Part of that is just, frankly, it's just functional because we have three young kids at home and so three young daughters and they um, and we, we do home education. So we're we're home with them a lot of the time. So podcasts are just faster for us to produce. Uh, we also have books we've written. We've written seven books. Actually, our seventh book comes out in May of this year. It's called See-Through Marriage, and that one's um, all about transparency and being known, um, and just being honest and open with who, who God is, who you are, but also who, who your spouse is, and then being honest and open and transparent in Christian community. Um, so those are kind of our main resources. The books that I think uh, people tend to gravitate toward the fastest are usually our kind of couples devotionals, which mm-hmm. would be like the 31-day pursuit challenge and the 40-day prayer journey. That's a lot of stuff. So you can pick something out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome that you're mentioning all these things that we can do, like devotionals and stuff like that. And in our country where marriages are, are crumbling, why is it so yeah. important to be intentionally and consistently investing in your marriage? Oh, man, that's a good question. I think it's just like anything, you know, that you don't pay attention to is just kind of going to go to the wayside, just going to fall away. And excuse me, I think we get really comfortable in our marriages too. We get super familiar with each other. Uh, There's kind of this ease about things. And then before we know it, we're not being intentional. We're starting to get agitated. We're starting to feel unloved. And it's just kind of this slippery slope of, 
wow, there's weeds in the garden and I didn't even, I thought it was fine. I looked at it the other day, you know, and it looked yeah. fine. And when you think the other day, it was like last summer. And so there's just, I think if we're not intentional about spending time with each other, intentional time, talking about intentional things and um, really looking to the Lord and asking ourselves, are we, are we living in a way that, you know, God wants us mm. to live? Are we thriving? Are we following his word? And in turn, are we thriving in that? And if not, why not? And um, Yeah, that's good. I think our, our baseline instinct, right? Our, our baseline tendency is not health. I think we tend to kind of go to the like what's easy and mm-hmm. what's expedient and mm-hmm. what's fast and mm-hmm. what makes that, me what makes me feel good. Yeah, and right. that typically that t- typically is not holiness. It's mm-hmm. not uh, devotion. <laughs> it's not health. Right. right. So, you know, it's really easy just to like uh, zone out on your phone at night when you could be building, you know, the most important human relationship of your entire life. But instead, you're scrolling on Twitter or whatever. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot we could say about that, but I think Selena nailed it. Is just that what you don't intentionally build and maintain will just, it doesn't just get better automatically, right? Yeah. You have to build it. That's awesome. And we were just talking about that in the Song of Solomon episode that we just recorded about. It, it's good to hear from you guys, and it's good to see examples of it in the Bible about how you're not alone if your marriage is kind of becoming dry, if you're unintentional about it. Um, do you guys have you know, tips or maybe some habits that couples can do in order to get out of these dry seasons? Yeah, so much. Uh, Again, so much could be said. You mentioned Song of Solomon. One of my favorite verses, especially when it comes to marriage, is in Song, I think it's uh, chapter one, verse three, it's come after me, let us run. And that that whole book is a push and pull of of a couple that's clearly enamored with Mm. each other, right? And so we can take a lot from their example. And in terms of, you know, answering your question of building habits, I think a lot of building habits in marriage um, has to do with pursuit. It has to do with knowing that I'm not just going to naturally know the depths of who my spouse is unless I pursue, unless I come after her. We run together and we we journey together, and it's this push and pull of give and take mm-hmm. that we see all throughout that whole book. Um, I think, the, I mean, yeah, we ha- we actually have an ebook. It's called Five Habits for a Healthy Marriage. It's free. <laughs> if anyone wants it, just go to fivehabits.us. But um, th- those habits are basically talk about important things, meaning that don't just. Uh, don't just, uh, like we said, get beyond the day to day. Yes. Thank you. Really communicate yeah. with each other, yeah. touch base, ask about highs and lows, talk about devotions, have you connected with God or yeah. how you haven't been. <clears throat> yeah. So ask important questions about important things. Uh, the second habit would be praying together and praying for each other. Mm. Um, not just like, oh, I'm going to pray in my space, you pray in your space, but actually praying, holding hands together out yeah. loud, huge habit for, mm. especially, you know, Christian couple, like, we have to be praying. It's, it's vital. We just yeah. did an episode on our podcast all about prayer for that reason. Um, right. The third one, I don't know, you want to say the, yeah. we're just going through the ebook now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. a free gift to whoever wants yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the third one is plan for intimacy and dating. Right. right. So, I'm not sure where <laughs> we lost you there. Sorry. I think the devil is alive, man. We've been having so many yes. issues trying it's to get devil. this interview. Listen, this is going to be the best episode we've ever had. I know it because is. Because of all the difficulties. Because Let me of tell all you. the opposition, right? We have to jump through so many <laughs> obstacles, and marriage is going to change as a result of it. Lives are going to change. That's it. Okay. So you you were at the third part, I believe, in your ebook. Yes. Yeah. Um, so habit number three is plan for intimacy and dating. I think this is a big one because at least I know speaking for our marriage, we can tend to fall back into just let's go get food real quick and talk and then just 
zone out, right? We just are ready for that break. Um, yeah. When really, I think if we have when we have consistency and pick out a day every week mm. that we can do, go out and have a date and make it fun, plan to do something fun, yeah. plan something out of the ordinary, plan on laughing together, plan on yeah. budgeting for a good sitter so that your kids will behave. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the key there is in uh, is doing something fun mm-hmm. that you're actually enjoying each other's presence. You're building yeah. your friendship. Mm-hmm. You're not just coexisting alongside each other, but you're actually engaging in your relationship. Uh, we had, I was with some guys last night. We went out and did a, um, it's like a small group thing. And one of the guys is like, yeah, we're trying to build this dating habit in our lives. And we set aside Friday nights and I, and I stopped him. I said, dude, Friday night's like the worst night to, for like a middle-aged couple to go on a date because <laughs> you're so tired yeah. by the end of the week. Yeah. If you have kids, you're just totally drained and they're drained and, you know, because they've been at school or whatever all week long. Yeah. So plan it for Monday night or Tuesday night. So yeah. you actually have some some energy and yeah. some 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 uh, uh, like you can gumption. Yeah. Yeah, some gumption. Thank you for the give, word. Give your spouse That's an the awesome best. word. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. a word. <laughs> awesome. So so Friday night is like for us. I'm just as an example is Friday nights are like our veg out night. We call it kind of our <laughs> Sabbath where we're not going to do any work. We're not going to really do anything other than just have fun, whatever's fun. So that could be getting pizza, watching a movie with our daughters. It's been really fun doing puzzles lately, but it's like, we just have fun as a family. Yeah. And then our real intentional date time is another time during the week when we have a little bit more gumption. <laughs> Selena You're welcome. Sick word. You're welcome. We, we're definitely going to make a sound bite out of that b- yeah. word. <laughs> Yes. Gumption. There's another one for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just do the, we have two other habits here. So live beneath your means. It's really easy in our consumer culture to just spend, 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 and try to keep up with the Joneses, so right. to speak. And the that, quality of our marriage just doesn't oh, have to be based on, right. on what we have, right? Or you have discontentment, which is which which kind of rots you from mm. the inside out if you don't find your contentment in Christ. Mm. Instead, you try to find it elsewhere. Uh, and typically that looks like we overextend ourselves, either our time or our energy, and especially our finances. I mean, you guys know all the stats, but debt is rampant and all these things are... So just be on high alert, live beneath your means. And the fifth one is just serve each other. Uh, try to live generously, realize that there's no... Like love begets love. Love, generosity begets generosity. Like the more you give to your spouse, the more they're going to feel loved and they're going to want to give to you. And it's like this snowball effect. So anyway, that's a lot. We said a lot for five minutes. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> oh, we love it. And I, I love how practical you guys are. I mean, obviously you guys go over the, the things that we need to do spiritually as a couple, like praying together out loud and growing mm-hmm. together and stuff like that. But I really love um, how practical you guys are. And I mentioned before we started this interview that, my wife and I did the 31 day pursuit, um, the <laughs> book that you guys wrote. And I'll tell you it's what, awesome. we've never cried more or <laughs> Good just gone out of our comfort zone more. You guys have us doing yeah. awesome stuff for, for those of you listeners who don't know, you do like you do mm. surprises for each other and you write love notes and you go on these spontaneous dates and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the best. And I love that about, uh, about what you guys do, the practicality of growing a marriage because after those 31 days are up, we really felt closer to each other. And mm. there's times in those 30, 31 days when you have to be vulnerable with each other. Um, mm. And I just really appreciated what you guys did um, mm. with that That's study. Awesome. And so I was going to ask you, um, have you guys heard other stories like that? Have you guys heard some awesome feedback about marriages that have been revived because of your ministry? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's God's goodness. By God's grace. And yes. By his grace. We have heard a number of stories, you know, of 
marriages on the brink of divorce, uh, marriages who've experienced kind of some breaking down of trust mm. um, through infidelity or, or yeah. at some level. And they've come in and been like, we went through this book and we did not think we were going to last. It was kind of a, a last ditch effort. We've been in counseling. We're trying these everything. And like God just showed up. And I think that's mm. part of why, why we want to write the books. We definitely want to leave room for for God to work, right? We can't yeah. control all the circumstances. We can present the truth and we want to. And we're just so blessed to see God doing what he does and shows up and, and mending marriages, bringing people back together, hmm. unifying them in a deeper way than they were before. I second that. I second what you just said. I want to take it a little bit further just because, so when we started the whole fierce marriage thing, it was really out of a place of necessity for our friends, right? Because we had been married almost 10 years. Yeah. We got married young. So we were still in our twenties. So I, I think I was 19 our wedding, or 20 on our wedding day. Right, mm, something like that. Yeah, we dated for four years before that, so I was like, I know this is, the, I know she's the one. I'm not going to yeah. waste my time. So, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were just we were practically teenagers. Uh, and then, but yes. it was awesome. But we waited a long time to have kids, so we hadn't had kids yet, and we were just getting ready, you know, going into ten years. We had friends who had gotten divorced, in some cases, remarried, and then almost divorced again. <laughs> and and we were just like, these people are in their twenties, and what is the difference? Why are we still together? Why mm. are we enjoying life? And why are we still friends? And then inevitably we came back around to, well, it's Jesus, because mm -hmm. without him, we would definitely be divorced. And so all I have to say is we, God has been gracious in that. I think there's fruit being born and like the testimony that you just shared, love hearing that. And I think the reason for it isn't because we are particularly smart or articulate. I think it's because God just put a, on our hearts and he's burdened us with this, I don't know, just to communicate biblical truth, not just think here's five things you can do to communicate better, or mm -hmm. here's ten ways to have a here's more five habits for a healthy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or like here's ten ways to have a you know a better sex life, which those blog posts get a lot of clicks, right? <laughs> but but the bottom line is that stuff's it's just basically entertainment unless you get into the the core beliefs. Like the reason I like to I like to think the reason like the 31 day pursuit challenge is helpful to couples like you is because it starts with the premise that we love because he first loved us, Amen. not because I want a better marriage, but because of Christ, I can now love more freely. And so that's kind of been, if we are fruitful, I think it's because God is faithful mm. and not because we're good at anything. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. And you know what, guys, I mean this in a good way, but it seems like with all the devotionals and, you know, we have all these commitments that marriage requires so much work um, to make it work, to be happy. That's the way it looks like from the surface. And of course, it's rewarding. I've been married almost five years. Ryan's married and Mark's preparing for marriage. But what advice would you give for singles or people who are engaged or dating? Like, why is this work worth it? Why is it worth it to do all these things? Like, why, wouldn't they be better off just sitting alone, watching TV, playing video games, eating or whatever? You know what I mean? Why, why is this thing awesome. worth it? <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll start here. Uh, it's, if God calls you to that, if God calls you to marriage, I think both those, yes, Sorry. is the wife. <laughs> Both of those scenarios are are worth fighting for, whether you're mm -hmm. single or you're married, right? It's marriage is not a guarantee for for the people of God, right? We're right. not guaranteed like you're going to find a spouse. It's a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. And so if God calls you into marriage and and then then it's worth fighting for. If God calls you into singleness, it's worth fighting for in a way that glorifies Him. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the underlying premise to singles. I think a lot of singles feel left behind in, in church when they get to a certain age. 
because uh, you know because so many of the ministries in a church are geared towards couples yeah, or yeah. or towards families. Mm-hmm. And here you have you know maybe a 33 year old or a 38 year old man or a woman, and they're just like, great. What about me? Like, am I do I not have a place in the kingdom of God? And we see like our Savior was single. Paul, the most influential person other than Christ, was single, <laughs> and mm. so. There's, there's much to be said about singleness. So I'd say to that single person, whether you're prepping for marriage or not, just fall in love with, with God every day. Mm-hmm. Honor Him, glorify Him, be delighted by His Word, by His law, study it, get it in your guts. You have an advantage. The fact that you don't have a family, but Paul talks about this. If you're not beholden to a wife or a husband or a family, you have all the more resource now to devote yourself to studying and communicating the gospel and being faithful in that. And I would just say press into that and find all your satisfaction in Christ because only He can give it. So this is the last thing that I was going to ask before I let you guys go. I was going to ask you, because I know that you guys have kids, I have kids, Nick has kids, um, and I know a lot of listeners have kids. What are some ways that you think we can prioritize our lives so that our marriage stays um, kind of foundational to our lives instead of getting thrown to the wayside because of our kids and our jobs and stuff like that. What are some ways we can prioritize our Hmm. marriage? That's good. Selena's wheels are spinning. I don't know if you're going to say something profound. (laughs) Thinking. (laughs) Please. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we, uh, I like we like to look at it like this. A a lot of times priorities, um, you know, in pop culture and the Christian, you know, part of the culture is that we say, okay, God first, spouse second, family third, and everyone else, right? And that sounds fine. And I think there's there's credence to that idea, right? But I feel like it's a little misleading in that I feel like priorities are more, um, a better picture is perhaps like a, a rock thrown into a pond. Whereas if Christ is at the center, his, his centrality radiates mm-hmm. outward into every aspect of our lives and we mm-hmm. and we become stewards then and disciplers of those relationships starting from uh starting inward out right so like we always say this to each other we are each other's first disciples right in that i am god's going to hold me to a standard in terms of my mm-hmm. wife's uh relationship with him not that i'm responsible with for her relationship with him mm-hmm. but i am to an extent responsible for discipling her <laughs> mm-hmm. in a way i think the same thing goes with kids yeah so a lot of times kids because of their neediness they <laughs> they become like the most intense force in our lives for a season and maybe that season never never ends our oldest is only six so i don't know <laughs> yeah i have a four-year-old and a three-year-old yeah that's yeah. awesome kids are awesome a four or two for me yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. good times. It's, and these are precious years. Uh, but you're absolutely right. And that's so easy just to get it upside down. Yeah. And so practically speaking, that looks however your family can make it look, meaning that you have to make time for each other. Mm-hmm. You have to remember like when your kids are long gone, you're still going to be married. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you don't, you don't want to sacrifice your marriage on the altar of your children. Yeah. Right. You want to make sure that your priorities are in line. And, and then Okay, that's kind of the big truth. And then inside of that, okay, how can we disciple them, not just um, by throwing them in a church Sunday school class, but actually like becoming Which a family a, that worships God right, right, right. together and has family worship. And we pray together, even when they're six and three and two and all that, mm-hmm. but just trusting that God is not going to, um, not our, our efforts will be fruitful in that regard. Mm-hmm. Is that anything mm-hmm. to add to that? Yeah, just, just different seasons. They, they look differently, right? But the struggle is always, we're kind of fighting for that time and connection with each other as a married couple. And so, you know, little kids are needy. 
their little hedonist. Yeah, and <laughs> all the sugar, all the TV, all the things, all the time. And we have, yeah, we have to remember that boundaries are good. God placed boundaries around us. Why? Not to limit and like imprison us, but to help us enjoy mm. the freedom He's given us and to thrive mm-hmm. and to uh, to live deeply in in the things that He's created and to understand and experience those things. So, um, you know, I think the boundaries just kind of changes as your kids get older. Um, I think that your priorities uh, look different. So just recognizing, I think, seasons of life is very liberating, knowing that they're not always going to be three, thank the Lord. Uh Um, (laughs) And realizing that, you know, God's got, he's still at work. He's still sanctifying us. He's still growing us. He's growing them. Um, And just trusting, I think, his sovereignty in those seasons as well. Right. Okay. I just want to paint the picture real quick. For Like, I'm a type of guy that likes to... Just make things really relatable. So I know you can relate to this. You're sitting in your, your house. It's a filthy mess. The kids are running around. They're crying and they're screaming. And you guys want to pull your hair out. He's looking right? at our... The, right. looking around. How no, did you I'm not, that? I'm not looking inside your house. I'm looking at my own. Okay. What are some just practical principles that you apply in that moment to get your head straight to start loving each other again. What do you guys do in that moment? That's really hard. Everybody takes a timeout, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. including mommy and so daddy. So you, you put your husband on timeout? Or what should we be doing? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you get a hotel room and, no. sit <laughs> and send your kids there. <laughs> Just throw them some food on the ground. Yeah. Call, <laughs> call your in-laws. <laughs> They're babysitting yeah. tonight. Yeah. They'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, that's that's hard. I mean, there's no easy way to navigate that, right? It's just hard. It's hard. And if there's little things you can do to, you know, clean up or feel a little bit better inside, that's good. Sometimes it's just telling yourself, this is this is going to pass. This is going to pass. My Mm -hmm. feelings and emotions don't have to run me right now. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. And I'm. That's funny you bring that up because I was just like, oh, Ryan, I had this moment where I thought I was, you know, going to lose it, and then I didn't, and I was like, okay, it's going to pass, and I I felt so good. (laughs) That was like, you know, three weeks ago. And then <laughs> That's the only one I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, remembering that like God's still using that season. He's still using those yeah. times and that that fire, right, to purify us. He's using that to sanctify us and connecting mm-hmm. with our spouse. I think for me, us personally, is just saying what the problems are to each other sometimes. I'm like, I feel like our house is crazy. I feel like my insides just can't take this. My head's going to burst and my heart, I'm, I'm going to, really the Hulk is coming out. Please help me. Or how can we yeah. work on this in the future? How can we plan to, you can't always plan to have kids not screaming, right? That's just, that's yeah. who they are. So when they scream, how can we, you know, parent differently? How can we love them well? Like knowing who they are I, at such a young age, which that's is really hard. Good. I think, I think it starts by recognizing that you're still on the same team, even though you feel like you might not be. Right? Or you that's don't feel thing. like you are. Cause sometimes we feel that we've struggled a lot. You with, say that a lot. And I'm like, nah, I don't think you are. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure you're not on my team right now. And we're getting better at recognizing in those high stress yes. moments. Yes. And, uh, it's Selena nailed it. It's, it's, understanding, okay, we're in a high stress moment right now. Okay. So why do I feel like it's <laughs> right. high stress? Right. Because the house is. is a mess. The kids are <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're acknowledging <laughs> that. Okay. And then from the same team now, I, there's been times, okay, particularly around bedtime when I have to put the two older daughters down for sleep and they, they don't want to go to sleep. Oh, Never. Boy. I know. And, Never want to sleep. <laughs> Never. Kids ever. <laughs> after a long day and you're tired and, and you're, I'm just like losing my mind. <laughs> and sweet season coming. 
and I'm starting to get impatient. I'm starting to yell. I'm starting to like threaten with like all kinds of discipline. <laughs> she, she'll just kind of swoop in in a really grace filled way and say, Hey, you know what? You're fine. Go, go to bed. I got this. I'll help them. So she's on my team in that moment or in the moment when the house is in chaos, I'll say, Hey, I got the kitchen, everything from this point back, like I'll clean all That's this. It's just like just magical give me words tonight. to me. That's I'm awesome. like, yes. Okay. <laughs> all is well. Yeah. He's got awesome. the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. What helped me a lot is like understanding the perspective that what I'm going through is a hundred percent normal. That yes. every single married couple on the planet is going through the same exact thing as me. So in that moment, I just think of that. I'm like, you know what? This is normal. And then that yeah. helps me come back down to earth. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone tells you otherwise, they're lying or they're making Instagram posts. That yeah, are for sure. <laughs> they're making you think that it that they, they're living a different life, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, that was it. I mean, we're not going to keep you guys too long. I know that uh, you got a, a mess at home that you got to take care of. Apparently. <laughs> um, but I wanted to tell you guys that I really appreciate your transparency, uh, both here on this show and in your books and on your podcast. I think it really helps us connect with you guys um, and know that we're not alone and that uh, I think that you guys are a role model to a lot of marriages out there. For so sure. I appreciate you guys coming on the show today. Well, thanks. Well, thanks honored. for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks you for know, having us. If our listeners want to know a little bit more about you or see yourself, where can they go online to see your stuff? Yeah, I mean, we're just at Fierce Marriage anywhere, uh, pretty much. FierceMarriage.com, that's our main website. Um, yeah, and you'll find everything we got to offer there. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show, and I hope uh, we get together again sometime. Likewise. Yeah, thanks thank for you having guys. us. All yeah, right, it's been guys. great. All right. Bye.